No, I'm serious. I I watched like I don't know. I'm trying to think of stupid things that I watch just because people are famous. I don't know, but I don't like doing. I don't. I don't like that sort of like voyeurism. I just, I don't know. Like, it's more just like their side projects. It's like, oh, this is something that they would never, you know, Comedy Central is not going to pick it up, but I'll watch it because it's Zach Galifianakis. If Zach Galifianakis started with that or like Tom Hanks or, you know, I don't know. Like, just someone, like a side project that's really off the wall. Yeah. That's, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I don't, it's like John Hamm sh- buying groceries at Safeway. I don't care but if it's a project then. right well if that becomes if it's a web series about john ham no yeah i'm serious it's just like this podcast yeah. if if we were famous people would be listening to this yeah, uh so the hard part is coming up the podcast the easy part is getting famous right yeah yeah <laughs> What the coming up with the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Like the concept. The concept. Yeah, yeah. I just I I have very stupid ideas, and so yeah. yeah. Well, this is Luke Takia. I think that's the name we settled on uh, last episode. Uh, so we're back. I'm Luke, uh, and I'm back with David once again. Yeah. And uh, I guess today we're talking about celebrities and. Uh, <laughs> Just stream of consciousness, uh, talking about celebrities and celebrity culture. Um, yeah, so we are not celebrities. David's kind of a local celebrity. Um, he, he's known for his melodious voice. Oh, yeah. That's major celebrity, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Major. <laughs> so the key is, is that people will listen to this locally. Right. So are we going to air this on your radio station, David? Uh, like 2 a.m. public access? <laughs> Like, can we interrupt Coast to Coast to air Luke Takia? There are people that like Coast to Coast. <laughs> you never know. People like, might, might like Luke Takia. You could have, like, Coast to Luke. Coast to, Coast to Luke. <laughs> no, David, we decided on a name. We're not changing the name. Uh, this will not be a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a constant bit because I'm oh my gosh. convinced that Luke Topia Luke <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh yeah well we covered video games mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i wish i had been able to sit in on the last uh, i don't know i came back and you had left and i don't know the rooms kind of smelled like bo like <laughs> i did shower yesterday right well no it didn't smell it smelled i don't know like I, th- maybe this is offensive it smelled like eastern european okay how do you describe that smell <laughs> Ah, uh, just very pungent, musky. Like my eyes started watering a little bit. Huh. Um, th- th- w- was there anyone else who came into the studio after I left? Uh, yeah, somebody did stop in. Oh, and um, yeah, I, I, I guess the recorder's uh, battery must have ran out or something. So. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, I, I'll try to be here for the full time this time. So, um, but yeah, talking about celebrity, who, I guess, who is the first person that you were aware of that like captured your attention of like a celebrity, like someone you followed as a kid? Yeah. Um, I like star Wars when I was a kid. Okay. So we're touching on a bunch of niche topics right now. But, sure. Um, Mark Hamill. Okay. Because I was related to star Wars. We talked about in the last podcast, one of the games. 
Right. And um, now, David, I'm going to stop you real quick. Um, I'm going to we're going to switch over. We've been recording on no we've got the microphones but i'm gonna just do a quick adjustment here and change the mics we're recording on oh my mic was off i think oh okay i think your mic's on both of our mics are on can you hear me um now i'm not hearing it on the line out though here um so i'm gonna try something here real quick let's try this bear with me listeners um let's go to my quick menu here we're going to pause this real quick. We're going to go do a commercial and we'll be right back. Uh, so, David, who is our sponsor today? Oh, Lana, it, it fits in nicely. We're kind of becoming celebrities mm. and starting to see celebrities promote these e-cigarettes. Well, there's something even right, the better. Vapor cigs, right? Vapor cigarettes. There's something yeah, even better now. I've been smoking vapor for like 20 years. Same here. Okay. And it's not what it used to be. Yeah. Since I was nine, I've been smoking vapor. Yeah. And it's had its time. It's time to move ahead. Right. We're adults now. We are. I mean, negative one, vapor doesn't look as cool as smoke. Negative two, you don't get the cool smell. So... Tell me, tell me about the uh, product here that you're pitching us, David. Well, the next thing is Plasma Sigs. Plasma Sigs. Indigo. Indigo Plasma Sigs is our sponsor today. Thank you so much. To, tell me about what's your experience smoking the Indigo Plasma. With the Plasma Sig, I can smoke it at basketball games. I can smoke it while I'm filling up my car with gas. Mm. I can smoke it in the car wash. Wow. I can smoke it. And the car wash won't put it out. You don't, I can't tell you how many times I've been a car wash and uh, the vapor just gets put right out. You know, you think the vapor, nope, car wash puts it out. Plasma, resistant to water. Resistant to everything. It's the final stage of energy. Wow. Wow. Really Indigo, plasma sig. Energize yourself. Time to take your life back and move it forward. Wow. Thank you so much. Indigo Plasma, check it out. Go to indigoplasma.com slash Luketakia for a 30-day free trial. All right, and we are back. I apologize for that. Um, yeah, but a second episode. What do you expect? What do you expect? Well, I expect more technical problems like the first one. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. Let's hope, Hopefully, we'll be getting better, right? Yeah, yeah it's already, it sounds like it's getting better. Yeah, the dogs in the background is uh, really helping right now. Um, all right, so you were talking about Mark Hamill before we uh, went, to, went to break <laughs> abruptly, uh, five minutes in. We're right. uh, off to a great start here. But Mark Hamill, right. what about him like captured you? Like, Well, because of Star Wars, obviously. Okay. That's the only movie I saw him in. Okay. And I was that was the period of time, well, a window of time that got the X-Wing game. Mm-hmm. that we talked about in the last podcast right and so my little story with that is um in my mind i was thinking okay if i ever run into mark hamill about 10 years old nine or ten at the time so if i ever run into him i really need to know my star wars trivia so <laughs> in my mind i had full confidence <laughs> that i would like if like if he got on the school bus you know and he sat next to me. I'd be very interesting to talk to because I knew all the technical details of the X-Wing, the Y-Wing, 
in the A-wing. And so in my mind, as a 10-year-old, I thought that would be important. And and did you think this was like even remotely a possibility that he would get onto the bus? I just knew I'd be prepared if it happened. Okay. So that was probably the, the most specific celebrity I could think of that I cared about um, off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, did you like follow his career or no. was it just, this was just solely Star Wars based? Just my, okay. in my mind, he was Star Wars. Okay. So that was important to me that if I ever ran into him and specifically if he sat next to me on the school bus on the way home, I would mm-hmm. have plenty of material to talk to him about. So when did you first see Star Wars? I saw it. Uh, I, you- w- I think I was in first grade okay and it was empire strikes back all right and it was only the first 20 minutes of it because i had to go to bed okay and it was recorded on tape nice and so i like from television like recorded okay so like you'd someone had watched it it would aired on television you'd watched it and uh My, my father has just walked into the room and he has handed us uh the, the star wars original trilogy uh, oh okay he's he's calling himself a producer i <laughs> i think by just handing us this he thinks that's what producing is um so uh but I, anyways he's producing material he's literally he's, he's now produced material so i guess that's all it takes to be a producer right uh yeah no i yeah uh, not to derail, I just got a Star Wars on Blu-ray, but that's a whole nother nerd conversation that I do not want to get into because uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, if we want to continue with the niche topics, that would be a good one to cover at some point. Uh, yeah. Our thoughts on the changes. I, and- but it's just, it's beating a dead horse, David. I mean, oh my gosh. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. So first grade, what year were you in first grade? What year was I in first grade? Yeah. Oh, it was... Uh, early 90s early 90s so and so it was on television so that would have been right. about 10 years after it was in theaters okay and uh we had gotten uh, a tv vcr combo that dad had gotten from work and uh and uh, that they were using for presentations but they weren't using that much <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason we had it for like three months and we really enjoyed being able to record things and anyways so we recorded a bunch of stuff one of them was star wars <laughs> And so then I had to go to bed. I was really pumped about the snow scene. And then, uh, so my first experience was the Empire Strikes Back. And then I saw the the, uh, original Star Wars and then Return of the Jedi about three or four years later. So when you imagine like running into Mark Hamill, Uh how, how did you imagine this happening? Like, did you see him as 10 years older or like in your kid's mind's eye? You still saw him as young Luke. I saw him as Return of the Jedi Luke. Okay. All right. Same age as that. Okay. Even though it was seven or eight years later. Right. No, actually, that would have been uh, about 10 years. Probably after 10 the years. Yeah. 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 10 or 12 years. So, uh, in my mind, for some reason, the fact that he'd be on a kid's school bus would raise a lot of red <laughs> flags. But in my mind, I thought, well, that'd be within a reasonable scenario for me to prepare for. And you lived in Michigan? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. All right, so... Just outside, uh, about 45 minutes outside of Minneapolis. Okay. So, in the suburbs. Right. So, Mark Hamill was there a lot, right? I mean... He could be. I mean, it's within <laughs> it's within a driving distance of a major city <laughs> of the airport. So, it's within an hour of the major airport. So, he could be anywhere in the country within an hour of an airport, major airport. Yeah. Well, you've had other brushes with celebrity, right? 
like uh, princes. Yeah, Prince um, uh, had a studio in the same city I grew up in. Okay, and uh, Paisley Park in Chanhassen. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I lived in Iowa, Charlton Heston. I met him when I was like four or five because they were filming from uh, made for TV movie about the plane crash in Sioux City, Iowa, where basically the plane lost all controls except for the uh, thrust, I think. Okay. And so they were able to land it. A lot of people died, but there's a lot of survivors too. Mm-hmm. And so they made a made for TV movie about that. And he was a pilot actor and his, I think his film trailer was set up in the school's parking lot. And we were just playing outside and he showed up after filming and had a bunch of makeup on from like injury makeup. Oh, really? Like some prosthetic, like special effects? Yeah. Like he was injured from a plane crash, you know, nothing like gory, but just like bruises and stuff. And uh, I remember they were saying, don't worry, it's just makeup. I remember not being worried. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'd seen a lot of violence in your life. Yes. I just remember not. I think I was more concerned about whatever I was doing at the time than what other adults were doing. So did you realize that this was a big deal to be meeting? No. Well, I or like, think, did people make this a big deal to be meeting him? Like it was, just you a, said you're five, right? Four or five. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm sure we could, it could be as old as six, I think. Okay. Um, but either way, you're young. I was so pretty like, young. Yeah. So meeting too young celebrity to... when you're that young is kind of, you have to take cues from other people. Yeah. So it, yeah, everyone around me, and it wasn't that many people. Maybe 20 people were there. Okay. And they were saying, oh, Charlton Heston, it's a big deal. You know, so I thought, okay, well, I'll get a picture with him. Um, and you got your picture with him? Yeah, but I don't know where it is. My sister got his autograph. Okay. Um, I just was in a picture. Did she think this was a bigger deal? Did she know who Charlton Heston was? Like, I think she, she's seen like Planet of the Apes. Like, how? I think how, Ten Commandments is Ten what Command- okay. we've seen as a family mm-hmm. at that point. And maybe I, I had seen that movie. I can't remember. But I remember I was supposed to feel like it was a big deal okay but i don't remember getting that excited i just remember <laughs> like you know people are saying this is important so i better be a part of it was there ever a time in hindsight where you're like that was a big deal or do you still feel like that was just kind of like yeah that happened i mean not to put words in your mouth but i mean probably not- now is the most i've ever thought it was a big deal <laughs> since we're talking about it <laughs> because, i mean the way you're phrasing it makes me think maybe i should have well I, that's that's the thing like I don't, I I don't know. I don't like celebrity culture. I don't know. Like this, like there's this point. It's like, well, they're just people too. And like, there's a, like there, there's a certain amount of like treating them with respect. Like, oh, wow. Everyone, we all know them. This is really cool. They're a public figure. And there's this part of me that just wants to treat them like less than average yeah no not less than average there's a few celebrities i would treat less than average uh, <laughs> no. what would you call that if you treat somebody less than an average person uh is there a name for that i don't like so we have celebrity and then scum treat them like an average per- yeah scum i guess scum it, I, treat them like scum or treat them like a cri- no not a criminal because even they're they're celebrities <laughs> This the the celebrity of criminal. That's an interesting thing. Like, do you, the only so cel, criminal celebrities I can really think of are like you know mass murderers. Right. There's a certain celebrity about that. Well, and in a con artist is a big one too. Okay. You know, like um, 
or explain or mafia guys. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Like um, the celebrity of, yeah. Yeah. Like Al Capone or something. Right. Yeah. There's definitely a kind of, yeah. Celebrity about some of those guys. Yeah. Have you ever had a, any sort of celebrity encounter or, um, a few, they're kind of minor celebrities. Um, aren't those more interesting though? Yeah, probably. Um, I guess like most of my celebrity encounters happened later in life. And I say that as like, you know, I'm not even 30 yet. So <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I wasn't five when this was happening. Okay. <laughs> it's like when a seven year old says, when I was a little kid, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, like, yeah, growing up, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of media in my life. And so I didn't have a lot of celebrity to even latch on to like i mean i listened to like adventures in odyssey radio drama but there was never like a celebrity about it aside from like i remember being deeply affected when they changed their voice actor like i don't know it was like 18 seasons in or something like and it was like the one i'd grown up with like I, they're like he sounds similar but like there was this like part of me that's like i know who the real guy here is and that's not him um I get, yeah. So as far as celebrity encounter goes, I guess there's probably two main ones I can think of. And like Felicia Day, um, a web creator, um, she's been on television shows and whatnot. She was in uh, final season Buffy the Vampire Slayer, most known for the Guild, and like kind of really got me hooked into like new media. Like mm-hmm. she was kind of the gateway, and I think that she her series was for a lot of people because it it was embracing that new medium of YouTube when YouTube had just come out and you can tell a story online. And, um, anyway, so she was super cool. And like, I really looked up to her as like a creator. Like she was in Dr. Horrible sing long blog, really got into kind of the celebrity of that. Like these people were amazing. And so I was at a comic con and like Felicia day was like standing like 10 feet away from me waiting for a panel. Mm -hmm. And like, we were standing there for like 10 minutes. It's still like 15 minutes till the thing started. And like, she had these two, like six foot three bodyguards, like next to her. Mm -hmm. And she's actually shorter than I thought she would be. Um, but anyways, like she's just like standing there and I was like, yeah, I'd like to talk to her and just say, you know, she really has encouraged me to continue writing and like, you know, because she wrote and produced and starred in her own stuff. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And like, was really inspirational to me. And I was like, I just kind of wanted to talk to her and say, you know, thank you for inspiring me. I really hadn't created anything great to this point. I did like a Dr. Horrible, like spinoff character web thing. Um, that was really cool. But anyways, I, you know, I like kind of like walked up and these like bodyguards just kind of like shifted towards me. And I was uh-huh. like, uh, hi, is it, is it okay to talk to, you know, to miss, uh, miss day, like Felicia. I, I can't remember if I used like, I say miss or miss, 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 miss day. I don't know. I can't remember like how proper I was because like these bodyguards were intimidating. And I was like, why does she have bodyguards? Aside from the fact that like everyone's probably wanting to bother Felicia day. Mm-hmm. Also, I probably thought she was, well, I still think she's pretty cute. Yeah. But anyways, um, anyways, like, yeah. So like she has these bodyguards and, and she's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And just kind of like, like she was tired. Like it was the end, like it was the last day of the convention. And you know, she just kind of, I know she had like a photo booth or something. She's like just exhausted. And I just kind of, then they're like, you know, kind of looked at her and she's like, kind of like, yeah, sure. You can talk to me, I guess. (laughs) So what did you, at that moment were you excited? uh, Yeah. It was like, like heart was like fluttering and I was like, 
uh, like, hey, I just, and I kind of basically just said what I said, you know, thank you so much for being an inspiration to, you know, web creators and self-producing, you know, writers and actors. And like, I really appreciate it. And you've been a great inspiration to me. Um, so thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. And she's like, oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she kind of like did the odd, awkward look away, like you should leave now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll just go sit back over there about five feet away. So I did just like went back and like the guy next, like I sat down and like the guy in the line was like, who did you just talk to? Who was that? Like she has bodyguards. And I was like, yeah, it's Felicia Day. He's like, who? And I was like, you don't know who Felicia, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's, that's probably the most I've ever like, celebrityed out on anyone yeah. and like I was trying to be cool and just be like I really do have something to say to her not just like oh my gosh sign my shirt you know sign my thing mm -hmm. um, and there's like been other comic book creators where like you know like you go to comic cons and like there is a celebrity writer but there's also the, an, an artist but there's also this feel of like they're just sitting there signing books. So it's like, sign my book, check. Okay, next. And like, I bring my book just to show that like, I, I really appreciate what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I want to talk to them about what they're doing and what their upcoming projects are. And like, or like even some of the other books and like stories that impacted me, like having an honest conversation with those people is more interesting to me than saying, Hey, I got their signature. Yeah. Uh, you know, I shook their hand. Like, uh yeah just interacting with them like as human beings like mm -hmm. just like i'm really interested in what you do yeah instead of like oh my gosh i'm getting a picture with you know colin hanks um was he know. at the, why did you choose that name uh i don't know i mean i listened to podcasts so colin hanks is <laughs> is on it i don't know yeah uh, I probably was trying to think of Tom, his dad, who's a little more famous than Colin, but yeah. Colin's pretty famous in his own right, I guess. What's funny is that when you mentioned celebrity culture, that was one of the first names I thought of. Really? Yeah. It was Tom Hanks. Okay. And then you mentioned Colin. So you're, <laughs> I think, more studied than I am. <laughs> well, I think, I think I am more studied now because like I'm, I am wanting to produce content. And so I look around at the other people who are producing content and like mm -hmm. what they're doing. Um, and Colin is big in the comedy scene or he's becoming big in the comedy scene. Like he's friends with like Paul F. Tompkins, uh, who's a great comedian who I just absolutely love. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, I, I'm aware of him, but not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, he's been, Colin Hanks has been on like the comedy bang, bang show. I, again, this kind of like rising up of like the indie comic that have become mainstream with like IFC mm -hmm. mainstream, perhaps being, it, they don't have the viewership that like two and a half men have. Yeah. Uh, so that means they're not as good then. I don't, I, ah, David, why, why do you open these work cans of worms? Why? Why? Big Bang Theory, I guess, would be the ultimate in comedy. Um, well, because it has the ratings. Well, it it has the ratings. Sure, does it have the respect? Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I enjoyed like the first four seasons of Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's what's his name? The lead guy, the tall Sheldon guy. Let's just go with that. Okay, the tall Sheldon guy. <laughs> he is one uh, best comedic uh, actor lead uh, Emmys in like five years running, six years running. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so yeah, it it has it is a tour de force of comedy. 
Um, so it's the gold standard in your mind. Not in my mind. No, don't you stop putting words in my mouth, David. I don't appreciate this. Uh, if you, if you could see David's face here, you know, he's just poking a bear. I don't think so. Don't, I don't know. Don't poke the bear, David. I don't think you could read people's faces very good. <laughs> uh, fair enough. You know, there's enough. a, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna maybe touch on like, celebrity gone wrong like celebrities like because they're in the spotlight and then like all of a sudden pr goes from like positive to like absolute negative like how do you feel about situations like that do you think it's deserved do you think it's do you think i guess it is a case by case yeah but i think you can still i mean (laughs) because we're very progressive you can still generalize so (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's generalize let's here. Ge- that's for simplicity's sake. Right. Okay. Do they deserve negative press? Are they bad people? It is a general in in general. Let's, I think when you're when let, you're in general and okay, of course you know. Right. Well, we're generalizing, exceptions. so you don't have to say that. But even when you're generalizing, you still have to say this for legal purposes. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, um, please don't sue us. It seems like. People that are uh, treat others well generally, you know. I mean, it kind of what goes around comes around. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I mean, it seems like a harsh thing to say, um, but uh, David, I don't know. just say it. They it's deserve a, it. That's a, what you're trying to say. It's just part just of the business. Say, they deserve it. It's part of the business. I want you to say they deserve it because I'm. They've I, earned it. They've earned it. Okay. So earned it. That's more of the um, silent generation would say they've earned it. They've earned it. What what's the silent generation? Oh, the one after the um, greatest generation. Okay, when which one is that? Millennials? <laughs> because uh, I've close. I've always viewed the millennials as the greatest generation. Um, I mean, what other generation has both given us the hashtag and the terminology on fleek and the twerk? I mean, seriously, I can't think of any other generation that has had that much impact on culture. Yeah. Yeah, the hashtag's a big one because it really made that equal to a number. To on, a number? On the telephone, you have you sure. know, the 12 digits on there. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, the 11th number. I don't, I don't really use hashtags when I'm making phone calls, though. No, but now you, you notice it. Okay. More than like an asterisk. Yeah, nobody cares. Or about like that, that one little, still. like that little, like peaked house thingy. Oh, the carrot. Yeah, the carrot. Yeah, I just learned that's a carrot. That's right. That I do recall that is what it's called. Yeah. You can also refer to it as the peaked house thing. Yeah. Uh, and people know where, know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, and I always get frustrated now um, when I'm like on my phone, and I still don't know why. Like certain apps, like Barry the hashtag and like it's like third level of like symbols mm-hmm. so like i'm trying to like hashtag something oh man i sound like such a uh we can you know whatever a, a jerk uh ahead a, 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 a of your bag ahead of your time mm, no more more uh kind of derogatory term for myself when i'm mm-hmm. talking like oh i couldn't find the hashtag it's like three layers down like into it is the, a pain though it I is mean, a pain it doesn't matter if it's right or not it's still yeah and i i'm always excited when like an app's like their keyboard on that app like oh there's a hashtag right there boom yeah they understand the needs of the customer they do they understand the needs of the greatest generation yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, yeah, you know. There are two greatest generations. It's just like fashion. Every 50 years, you got to recycle the same generation names. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. So it's the new greatest generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The greater generation, right? Um, yeah. That'd be I, better than the greatest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just better than everything else if it's greater. Well, yeah, but th- this is just semantics now. Um, so, but yeah, the greatest, the greatest, uh, the greater generation mm-hmm. is uh, better than the, the greatest generation. Or just call it the better generation. The better generation. Well, that, that'll come in a, probably about 50 years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That'd be the next generation mm-hmm. yeah. of this Speaking cycle. of next generation, holy cow, uh, Patrick Stewart. What? Did he die? No, I just love him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's how you normally deliver your death news. Nope. Holy nope. cow. <laughs> Holy cow. No. Uh, I did work briefly at a funeral home. This is actually just a bit. I did you not, did? No. Oh. No. Uh, I Yeah. But I would come out and be like, Holy cow. Grandma's dead. <laughs> Holy uh, cow. <laughs> Grandma died. Uh, yeah. No, that would not work out too well. Um. <laughs> at least it, but, it, it'd be a good story, though, to tell. Yeah. After people get over the shock and... Well, Next Generation kind of made a celebrity out of Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he was a stage actor. And, like, that's really interesting to, like, look at Guy. Like, he is a very successful theater, um, but he didn't have the celebrity that, you know, is attached to him now. I don't think did it, I don't think any of the actors were really celebrities when that series started. No. Um, and that's always interesting to watch celebrity be made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when someone becomes big, I, and maybe this is just my own, like, whatever. I, I I always get really excited when I see like people that I'm like, oh, they're going to, they're becoming big or like, Mm -hmm. oh, and maybe it's just that like, or they're getting spiraling downward. Yeah. I don't usually take as much pride. Like I used to know them when they were good, but now they're spiraling down. I knew that would happen. I knew them before they were, (laughs) before they were spiraling downward. (laughs) I knew the train wreck was coming. (laughs) That's the inverse of that. Right. Yeah. So you, you feel that way? Like you like to know when people before they just, you know, car crash their careers. Well, sometimes it's, uh, when you sense that somebody's a nut job, that mm-hmm. nobody else does yet. Right. That's kind of the satisfaction. <laughs> okay. Not the failure part, but just was like, okay, now everyone else knows what I was feeling about okay. that person. Okay. So you kind of like, you like to be a kind of like the prophet, like the, the guy who says, I told you so. Yeah, but I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. But not to their face, like to everyone else. Like I told you all that that guy was going to. Well, if I had a, like, if you and I disagreed with something. Okay. So like Lindsay Lohan, did you see that coming? I didn't, I wasn't following her that much. Mm, you know? Okay. I, right. let me think. So parent trap reboot did not affect you deeply. I, I just didn't care. I guess. I mean, I wasn't really following. <laughs> I mean, I was at a point I, you know, I was old enough. I didn't, I mean, well, I, at any age, I don't think I would have cared. I mean, I liked Empire Strikes Back when I was in first grade. I thought it was great. It's the darkest of the three. No, it's, it's, it is the best. Yeah. It is the best. Right. But, um, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of, I mean, well, the so, East- so did you foresee Lucas's, uh, fall from, um, I don't know, not fall from fame, but like favor. favor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, no, I was, I was excited. I remember 
yeah, I was like in seventh grade, and the it was announced he was making these new movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you, if you want to get another Star Wars conversation, but I, or story, but I have another one. <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. Anyways, okay. I mean, I, I yeah, I'd love to. We could do an entire podcast on Star Wars, but yeah, give the give this story. Okay. Um. Well, anyways, so I remember in sixth or seventh grade, it, it was news that there's going to be these prequels. And at the time I thought, man, this guy, you know, that's when I thought, and I was, you know, whatever, 13 years old or something. And I was starting to wane a little bit from star Wars in terms Mm. of my peak was like 10, uh, 10 years old. Okay. You know? So anyways, but I was still interested because there's Mm. these new movies coming out and, um, and so it was announced that he's going to be doing this. And so it's gonna be in 99. And at that age, so was the, okay. So new movies. So this wasn't the re-release. These were the actual episode one. This wasn't the special. Oh, the special edition. Okay. Well, yeah. We should just. We could do an entire podcast just on Star Wars <laughs> reactions because I, I feel like I grew up at a time that I loved the trilogy and was young enough to anticipate the new ones. I, I right. was young, you know. I, was, I think I was fifteen when the new one came out. Okay. Uh, the the nineteen ninety nine one mm-hmm. episode one, Phantom Menace. Yeah, and so I I, I saw that I want to say five times in theaters. Oh, you're you're and you weren't convinced. I just saw a documentary, People versus George Lucas. Have you uh-huh. seen that? I haven't seen it yet. No, you would enjoy that movie. I'm sure I would. They talk and about it's just people. So, yeah. Did you watch it because you liked it, or because you weren't conv- you were convinced that it will get better if I keep watching it? No, I watched it because I liked it. I I so you were one of the people that liked it. I actually liked it when I because I was young enough that like. I enjoyed it. Like there was like there's elements of it that I was like I don't love Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. I didn't loathe him. I grew to loathe Jar Jar. Yeah. Um and I grew to loathe him on my own. It wasn't like everyone's I was like Jar Jar sucks and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he does." It was like the more like I watched it I was like this the more I watched it, the less enamored I got with it. But I bought it on like VHS. Wow. Uh and I think I watched it enough that like actually we had a really shitty vhs player so i think it kind of ate it so like i got that like the top edge of the thing was warbled mm-hmm. so like the first 15 minutes of of uh the movie was like had this like warbly vhs track with like you know the image would bounce and so you first saw it on vhs not in the theater um no i saw it in theater and then i bought it on vhs Man. down at safeway safeway <laughs> had it at v- on vhs and i remember riding my bike down <laughs> To buy it on VHS. That must have been like the highlight so, of your biking career. 99, I was 13 when, when it came out. Okay, so I think I was on the at, at the tipping point right. the other direction at 15, 15 years old. Right. When it came out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was 15. So um, that's interesting because I didn't like it. Okay. You know, like I, I thought, man, this movie, like after it was, well, I went to it with... Uh, two friends mm-hmm. one of them had seen star wars the other one had not so for me the real enjoyment was watching the friend who didn't see star wars um try to understand why this is good <laughs> and he, he was so confused over it and that to me was the entertaining part so so the friend who had not seen any star wars before this is their first exposure yeah. to star wars did not like episode one no okay I've always wondered about that, and uh, and not to get into super nerdy discussion, we can have a totally nerdy, but Machete Order, are you familiar with it? No. Okay, Machete Order basically, you know, says which order, it's the dilemma when you, now, especially now with the, you know, 
someone's never seen Star Wars. Do you show the original trilogy from the, you know, 79 and 80s first and then bounce to the prequels? Mm-hmm. Or do you show the prequels because there's this like tension of, you know, you know, just revealing things. And so Machete Order like actually drops episode one off the list. I think I've saw like is that a YouTube video or something explaining um, that? I don't know if I've ever seen a YouTube video. I've always read it on a blog. There probably is a video explaining it as well. Yeah. But yeah, they start with the original trilogy, but then they you know, then they cut back to the first two because like I guess Anakin and Luke's uh, story parallel each other. Like both start wearing black in the mm-hmm. third of that their their saga installments. Like both you know change their lightsaber. You see very similar arcs and so it it does create a neat tension i almost stood up and walked out of um attack of the clones like it was so bad i know but you were 6 15 or 16 at the time exactly i think that's the key i think that's the key yeah i think that was that's the tipping point where it's just like you you realize it but it's also just shoddy filmmaking and writing and acting and just all around terrible i didn't i didn't loathe revenge of the sith but also like i think expectations dropped so low after attack of the clones that it was just like well okay that 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 was better Mm -hmm. than the last one i guess um but yeah yeah i think at that point i just i don't think i saw uh revenge of the sith in the theaters i'd given up (laughs) you know uh i think i did um and I went with my brother and yeah. So that was cool. I mean, my brother's three years younger than me. So yeah. But I think that 13 is that gray area where I think, and you experienced that where you kind of liked it, but then you're like, eh, I don't know if I like it. Right. You know what I mean? Like the more you watch it, the more you're like, eh. yeah, but I, I enjoyed it and it, and the media that came out, there's a Phantom Menace video game that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. It was awesome. Like you basically played through the storyline of the Phantom Menace and uh and then the pod racing game loved playing that with my brother we'd link up our computers on on land and we'd race each other and stuff uh on on our pcs yeah yeah i mean phantom menace definitely permeated my childhood in a mostly positive way um but yeah so going back to my original question though about george lucas's fall from grace yeah you heard about the prequels and you felt what you were 15. Well, I don't know how far back you want to go because of the special editions too. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but anyways, uh, I guess at that point I I still thought, well, well, you know, he did do the trilogy. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, you know, and you know, it's like, well, Phantom Menace, it sounds kind of, you know, like I, I think it's the the main tie-in was the music. The music was, mm, you know, mm-hmm. that's what triggers that reaction. At all. I'm going right. to like this because the music's familiar. Right. Then when you when we went to it, um, it started off really slow because mm-hmm. it's like trade negotiation stuff, or you know, it's really boring. <laughs> and then um, blasphemy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, but uh, and then it and then the Jar Jar thing. I, I remember I really started to hate the movie when they went to the undersea world and the king of it was doing oh, his yeah. shake in the mouth thing. And I was like, man, I really hate this movie. Even Well, even as a kid, I did not like Boss Nass. Is that his name? That's his name. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I liked it enough to know his name or maybe I don't know why I know his name. I, I think know. you're at the age where you remember those details. Yeah. 
probably you know like you're really into it you'll remember all the characters and right that's probably why you remember it right but i wasn't hoping that i would get to meet jake lloyd on the bus <laughs> yeah well but i never I, I didn't i wasn't like hey jake lloyd i know all about boss nas and jar jar binks and the gungans and uh those blue energy ball thingies actually i don't know what those are called but you know i didn't memorize these details hoping to meet jake lloyd yeah uh See, I, I figured, like, for my strategy with Mark Hamill was, you know, he likes, you know, Luke Skywalker likes flying stuff. Okay. Know? And and I was really proud of myself with this X-Wing game back when it was a two-button, like, it was a joystick, joystick made in yeah. the mid-80s. Oh, yeah. So, it had the red and, and, and uh, black button. I think I have one just around the corner here in this closet, You actually. do? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I played with. And I remember one of the buttons didn't work all the time. So, in order <laughs> to shoot the missiles, you had to, like, press it a certain way. And it didn't sometimes work. But anyways. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably knew more about X-Wings and Y-Wings than Mark Hamill did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, at the time, I thought this would be important to know this because otherwise he wouldn't find me that interesting as a 10-year-old, you know. Yeah. And I and I thought he would want to talk about this. So, I guess because I remember that feeling, I can kind of see why somebody who's really into celebrities thinks that celebrities want to hear about their movies, but they really right. don't. Because mm. I, as a 10-year-old, I thought that's what a celebrity wants to hear. Right. Is every detail for a movie that was made, whatever, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I see that at Comic-Con's all the time where like fans know way more about the things that these people are in than the people do. And like, not that the people who are in these things don't care about it, but they just, they don't study it. Like other, like the fans of the material yeah. do. Well, think how hard it would be for you to know every detail of something you created 15 years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you really think about it, it it's gotta be driving you nuts. Plus, you know, obviously you want to be known for things you've done recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now I can, completely understand why some you know some of the celebrities go crazy when fans come up to them referencing things from a long time ago <laughs> you know but then again that's that's the job so you gotta right. yeah. accept that and, oh, and at least people are happy about something he did which most people can't always say you right. know so i don't know but so as a local celebrity do you like people come up to you and like talk about like the radio ads that you voice and like you know like you know are they like asking for your autograph trying to get to know you you know asking how the radio station runs like, um, do you have that kind of celebrity uh the 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 most that that you get is um people complaining about why you changed something <laughs> so i get that uh or yeah. um so we're, we're the david's a this radio station is in a county that's like 7,000 people. 7,000 people broadcast yeah. to. Yeah. And uh, it's based in a town that's 2,000 people. So change is not a welcome thing. Yeah. And, you know, unless it's really, I mean, unless you change something really bad, it's something okay. You right. Know? It's yeah. when you change something okay to something you think is slightly better. People just don't like change unless, well, my theory with change, mm -hmm. if I don't know how philosophical you want to get, but is that people like it if they're in control of it. You know, people mm -hmm. love changing things. They you know, like to change little details, but if it's outside their control, they want everything outside of things they control to be the same. Right. And so, so I can understand. You know, if something changes, people get upset about it. But, um, but yeah, That's as far where as Lucas went wrong, <laughs> exactly. So, man, you're you're good at tying these <laughs> things back, bring us back to what we're talking about. But, but yeah. So, but I guess with the prequels, I had the definition of what I liked in mm. my head in the tr original trilogy and mm -hmm. it changed to a weird tone and just kind of the sleekness of it. I just didn't like it. And everything looked kind of that, 
that 90s, early 2000s, kind of that soft, uh, what would you call it? Just kind of that grayish CGI look to it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They, well, it's what they did is a digital noise cleanup because it was shot digitally. Mm -hmm. It was one of the early films shot digitally. And so the thing about digital noise is it does not mimic film, film grain. And Mm -hmm. so they'd go in digitally and do a digital noise reduction. So that's what creates that kind of bland color. Yeah, look the blotchy it. claymation. Like people talk about clay, clay skin. Oh, okay, the clay skin look, and that's it's an over noise, over overdone noise reduction, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and and I I hated that. It's just I don't know that that era of yeah. CGI is terrible though. I mean, it's probably been it's probably been ten years since I've sat down and watched the prequels. Yeah, same here. Um. And I remember sitting down and watching them and like still like talk of the clones was cringeworthy for me just to like watch that. Hmm. Um, because of the, the dialogue or what the dialogue, the story, uh, the things they changed, like the whole Boba Fett thing bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just the whole thing. And the CGI was poorly done too. Like there's a scene where they're in that diner it just it's so bad it's so bad um but yeah i mean i don't want this to become a rant about how how bad the prequels are i want to talk about celebrity um but yeah i i also like i think it's really cool like looking back at like episode one it's like oh qui-gon Jin is played by liam neeson yeah how awesome is liam neeson and like qui-gon was probably my favorite part about the the episode one mm-hmm. was like this like really awesome old did, did that affect you when he died then oh yeah really okay yeah yeah i was super bummed man i was so numb by the end of that you like, were numb i could care less you could care less okay yeah. i was just making fun of it about halfway through it really point. yeah yeah well you're 15 and, and snarky yeah that's a really annoying age yeah well let's take a break when we get back uh we'll talk about uh celebrity a little bit more um especially as it affects your later teen years and like how celebrity affects you in your teens but uh we'll go to break and we'll be back here uh shortly Uh, so we're talking media, we're talking celebrity. We've got a great sponsor on board for this. We've got um, Penguin Classics is publishing a brand new book from S- Stephanie Myers. Can you tell us a little bit about this book, David? Stephanie Myers, of course, famous for a lot of the young adult novels. Mm-hmm. Tom Brokaw wrote The Greatest Generation. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Myers wrote The Greater Generation. Greater Generation coming out from Penguin Classics. Um, you, this is this is an amazing seminal piece of work about millennials about about the greater generation really um can what, what what have we got on our ad sheet about this book what do, what do we expect to find inside this book well tom brokaw you know greatest generation survived depression right. world war ii mm-hmm. greater generation survived the twitter whole, um the whole dot changes. com crash yeah well the dot com crash mm-hmm. was their version of the depression right you also had updates to um the look of facebook right. i mean that was tough to get through that, that was, was world war one mm-hmm. and yeah. um or world war two that is yeah and, and she r- captures that emotion that mm. I, I think future generations are you got to capture that now because I don't yeah think well on the death it. of myspace i mean you oh don't um, even I think yeah it's, it's, it's even hard to talk about it it is it is and it it feels it feels like she's releasing really close to 
you know, this is this is really relevant to now. Yeah. You know, Brokaw's, you know, was years after this, but you know, we're but this generation moves faster. Mm-hmm. This and uh, that's really what this book is about. Um, this book is available. Uh, I'm seeing here at Borders, mm-hmm. um, Borders bookstores. Um, there's not many of them, but if you can find one still, uh, you can find uh, the Greater Generation there. Um, probably uh, Amazon. Are they stocking that? They don't have inventory in, okay. in Kindle yet, but okay. uh, they're working on finding the space for it. Right, Kindle. Oh, that's right. This generation digital books. Yeah, um, that's the direction it's going. Wow, great. Well, we're so happy to have them on board as a sponsor. Um, the Greater Generation. If you go to greatergeneration.com, um, I think it's tinyurl slash the Greater Generation. Um, you can uh, order the book. Uh, so that's uh, tinyurl.com slash the greater generation. Uh, order the book. You can get ten, uh, $5 off, $5 off uh, the book if you order uh, using the code uh, Luke Takia. Uh, thank you so much to Penguin Classics. Uh, Stephanie Myers, really excited to see what this book is all about. Hey, how's it, how's it going, man? Hey, uh, what do you, uh, where's Luke? Uh, who? Luke? I don't know, man. Uh, hey, well, I'm Lee. Uh, hi, Lee. Um, what, uh, what are you doing here? Oh, I heard this was like a movie podcast, so I figured I'd kind of come down and, uh, get my stuff out, you know? What stuff? Oh, I'm a graphic designer, man. Okay. Do you, uh, live around here or? Uh, no, man. Like, I'm just, I'm vacationing. I'm from, uh, Hollywood. Okay. And uh, yeah, just vacationing up here, and uh, heard there's a podcast. You know, talk, you guys are talking about movies, right? Uh, well, it's, it's one of the things we're talking about today, but we have a different topics. It's not just a movie podcast. But oh man, well I lucked out then, huh? Uh, yeah, you just have to come here on the right day. But... Awesome, man! Awesome. So you didn't see Luke then, or no? Who Luke? He's the guy. Well, you heard about the podcast. You must have. I mean, Luke's the guy. No, that... I just I just heard there's like a movie podcast, and so I just kind of wandered in here. Where did you hear about it? Uh, like down the general store general store here in, in town or, yeah it's or like it's, it's, it's like a little store oh it's a little store like yeah is that, it, well that's the name of it so it's so what, what, what's the name of the store though the little store there, there's a little store in joseph and it does what it's the little store man Was like it s- sell small things or no dude it's just like it's like some like local small tiny thing like you can get some uh get some paper and you know like get your groceries a uh, six pack of you know paps or something is that what you just got there is paper a six pack of paps and groceries yeah yeah just uh you know some stuff for uh for the night i'm, I'm staying here but the dude's like hey yeah there's this podcast i talk about movies i'm like oh i do i do uh, graphic design for movie covers and uh so yeah i figured i'd like uh come on down what kind of i guess what kind of movies have you done oh man i've worked on so many movies like I can't even tell. I, I, uh, well, my biggest claim to fame is I've done all of the redesigns. You know, sometimes they redesign uh, the slip covers for uh, movies. Uh-huh. I've done all the redesigns for um, every movie nominated, but not one best picture. So why would you have to redesign it then? If it didn't win, then what? Don't you normally redesign movies that actually win something? Right, right, right. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of like you redesign the thing, you know, in case you win, then they'll kind of send it to the printer and get it out. You know, it's like you go to the, you know, I don't know, like the Super Bowl, you know, they print up winner t-shirts for both teams, but they only sell one. Isn't it just 
pasting on their winner academy award blank and blank like what else do you have to redesign no you've got to have space like some of these they don't have the space to balance that you know it, don't they just put stickers like for books don't they just put a sticker on the cover sometimes yeah like if the if the graphic designer is like thinking ahead they'll leave space to put that sticker but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a surprise nomination like you didn't know like oh my goodness like we're nominated so like what you know what and, scene would be too busy to put something on like what what's going on like a bunch of people on it or what? yeah like you know like people or like landscapes or like you know like swords or like guns you don't want to cover that stuff up yeah and also like if it's like nominated for serious stuff like you know you kind of want to like serious it up you know uh-huh um so like, like 12 years of a slave they didn't know that that was gonna and i didn't work on that one because it won uh-huh um is you know so it, what, is guess, just a, why do you use that as an example then like what well, I'm just saying they did redesign it, um, but it won. Um, so I didn't get to do that one. But I did all of the others. Like they had me like do this mock up. Like, okay, we're nominated. What if we win? All of them got up to me. Like Phil Nomia, Nebraska, Captain Phillips, Wolf of Wall Street, Her, Gravity, American Hustle. I did them all. Is the it- only one I didn't do was Twelve Years. Guess what? It won. So it's, that, but well, I guess gravity though isn't that just a bunch of space? I mean, couldn't you put it anywhere on there? Why do you have to redesign that? Well, you know, we kind of we kind of wanted to actually add more space to kind of like amp up the drama. So I I was like, okay, this is like drama about space. Let's um, and also like there's this whole imagery of like her as like a baby in space. So I'm like, let's add extra length to her oxygen tube because spoiler alert, it snaps off and she's drifting through space. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, she's drifting through space. So I'm like, let's really like make her really tiny on the cover. Like, let's make people think she's a baby. And then like just bam, Oscar not nominated because I'm doing the redesign for the winner. Oh, I thought you did it for the nominated too. Well, they're nominated, but. I, we're doing a redesign because people buy it more when it's one, right? Well, don't they also put the text on saying nominated for blank and blank? Yeah, they do do that. Um, but, but you don't redesign those. Just no, no. Someone's come in and done the like nominated, but I they bring me in like in case they're going to win. They're like, okay, if we win, we're shipping these. You know, we, we're going to stock these in Walmart and Target, ShopCo, mm-hmm. um, Costco, all those places, all those co's. Um, you're just dropping those in. You know, you get those to the shippers because you want that on the shelves. So, so if, I mean, the, the way you're explaining it then is that for gravity, it's Sondra Bullock is a tiny fetus and it says winner of the 2014 Academy Academy Award Awards or- Best Picture. And with her as a tiny fetus in the center? No, she's not. Black space. No, she's not a fetus. She just looks like it. Because <laughs> she's drifted so far away from us, man. Do you rem- Did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when she becomes like a tiny ant speck? Because she's a baby. So. <sighs> and there's also that scene where she like curls up and she's like all baby. And like that's the rebirth scene, man. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, well. It seemed a little heavy handed though, but. Yeah, well, you know, and that's why I chose not to use that. Also, but you just- with that fetus scene, like it's really heavy handed. And like there's not enough space to actually like have her curled up. It takes up the whole thing. You can't put winner Oscar. Best picture. You can't do that, man. With a tiny fetus in the center. No. You, well, I guess I guess we could have shrunk that scene down. 
But isn't that what you said you did? No. Where she's floating off in space and like the tube is like drifting off like an umbilical. Like it's like minute 15. It's the first cut. Mm -hmm. You know, because like the first like 12, 14 minutes, Mm -hmm. no cuts, man. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. Loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so she's drifting off far, far, far. Screen cap right there. Okay, so you can barely see her. Okay, so in your image, you have basically a little tiny speck with a line coming out of it. Right, yep. And blackness. Yeah. And then it says 2014 Academy Award winner. 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 Best Best picture. picture. They didn't use it because they didn't win. Uh, All because they didn't win. Okay. Right. Yeah. 12 Years as a Slave won. Can you still change that instead of winner is nominated i mean can you just change the text yeah but someone else does the nominated i only do winners man so what's the difference stylistically then uh well nominee is a much longer word than winner also it has a little less prestige so the it's kind of like bigger it's kind of like a participant medal man like so would you make the fetus bigger or smaller in the nominated version well i i don't design those man nominated like I don't know. I probably would have put like that Indian guy's face on it or something. Who's the Indian guy? Oh, he died. Oh, spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler alert. He dies in the first two minutes. Okay. But who is Chunk he? of metal goes straight, straight through his head. So what do you do? You said his face. Is that post or um, before oh, injury? The only time you really see his face is like after the injury. So that would be the cover is his mutilated face. that It says nominated for... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's quite a jump between a fetus to the most brutal thing you can think of. I mean, well, is that just anger because they lost? Is that what that means? Well, it's kind of like notice us. Like, you want to pick the most shocking scene because you want to be noticed. Like, it's one of those things like, okay, now they've noticed. You've got to put up your A game to win. You know, notice me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say nothing says notice me more than like a hole through the face. So why not really expand on Academy Award winner hole in the face and then really double up then on just you got two things that okay. are interesting. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But then once you're a winner, you're kind of pretentious. And so like, would you admit why would you even admit that? Um well people know this, man. Like you don't know how many people who talk to me, they're like, Oh, I don't watch Oscar winners because I don't like them. Like, you know, like the master was dumb and Because it won. Yeah. Yeah. Do you well, believe that? The or? master didn't win, but people have said like because even nominateds are kind of pretentious. Why do you keep using examples of things that never happen? Well, it's it's what I work on, man. Like I don't work on winners. You said you did. You only and worked actually, it's what so I, I don't understand. So you're saying that you worked on the winner using the fetus thing, but you don't actually work on those, or well, I I work on them, but they never get released, man, because they never won. Oh, okay, okay. So gravity Dude, yeah, didn't win. No, gravity oh, did okay, not win. Okay, I get it. Twelve years as a slave one. Okay, like 2013, I worked on Silver's Lining uh, playbook, Amor, Django Unchained, Zero Dark Thirty great great piece i really wish we'd gotten to release them yeah the only one i didn't work on was argo why didn't you work on that one um they just never approached me man like uh they just approached this other guy um 
and uh, he did the redesign, and uh, you know it was okay. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So what was um, what was their vision for that one then? Um, their vision was like to really heighten it that like you know they've got stars in the movie, and they're like period piece and like action, and like all of that. They just kind of crammed it in there, and then they kind of like they're like we'll just stick a sticker on it. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I thought you said you're not supposed to do that. You're not. Um, if, if I had worked on it, you know, I would have done a really brilliant redesign. Um, you know, I, I, I really wish I, they had hired me to work on it. You know, 2012, the artist, 2011 King speech, uh, you know, all these I did not work on. I huh. worked on all of the other nominees, but you know, people just aren't picking me. And, uh, has and any- you know, people people are actually starting to come to me and be like, "Okay, which ones are you working on?" Mm-hmm. You know, for my for my Oscar pool, Oscar pool for uh, you know, 2016, what's it going to look like? Yeah. Uh, what ones are you working on for the redesign, man? And they kind of like have this checklist like, "Oh, oh, okay." Mm-hmm. And uh So you none of yours that you've worked on have been won. Never. Don't you think that's kind of odd? Um, I don't know. It just, uh, just, just got bad luck, I have, guess. Have you ever thought about just, I think there's Vegas betting you can do on this. Just bet on the ones that you're not working on. You'd probably make more money doing that. Huh? Yeah. Cause I, I get paid on a commission of how many get made. So whether or not they win. Uh, do you yeah. get paid if they? Do you get paid on anything? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I get a small stipend. And, what's, uh, what's that mean? Uh, how small. Uh, so it's like uh, seventy five dollars to do a redesign um, per year or per movie per project. What's a project? So you know, um, like Django, I did the redesign for Django, and you got seventy five bucks for got that. Seventy five bucks. Now I would have made uh, you know ten cents a slip cover that would have gotten made. You know that movie sold you know millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have made a good chunk of change. I'm kind of bummed. Uh, didn't win. Yeah. But I feel like I'm pretty much hedging my bets. You know, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing like seven of the eight nominees. So in the course of a year with your job, then you're getting paid seven times 75. Yeah. How do you support yourself? Well, I do a few other redesigns uh, for other things. Like what? Um, I do video games, you know. For the, but it's only the winners then or? Well, it's if they win, you know. Is if, it the same rate? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, IGN does video games mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So, it's like picked, you know, IGN's top 10. But they never win. Uh, ten out, No, they don't ever get the 10 out of 10 score. They don't ever get picked. Um, like game of the year or something. No, no game of the year. And, and you never thought about, there's got to be a way to make money, the fact that you never get the winning one. No, I've never thought about that, man. Like, so, so you're saying, like, there's betting pools, yeah, oh, yeah, you can bet in Vegas on just about anything. But okay. I know one of them is you can bet on best picture, best actor. Okay. Yeah. Is you, that legal? It, it, people mean, do it. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. people do a lot of things that aren't legal, man. Like, well, that you don't hear about, you know, somebody getting locked up for betting on a movie. I mean. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're in the business. Have you ever heard of that? Um, no, man. Huh. No. So anything else you work on then or um yeah I do some stuff um like just personal projects yeah um yeah mostly like designs for my own books uh, I design all of my own covers none of them get published though 
design your own books that don't doesn't mean you're a writer yeah 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 so i do i do writing mostly so i can do the cover design uh-huh. um that's what i'm really passionate about do you pay yourself or how do you um i've tried to kickstart it eight times now yeah but how's that gone uh not well it's kind of an all or nothing thing i don't know if you know about like the kickstarter mm-hmm. yeah no yeah yeah you got to get your goal to get the money right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh if what, you look, what are you asking for then um well i'm asking for like standard you know just your standard fifty thousand advance um another twenty five thousand for graphic design uh and then you know about fifteen thousand for advertising wow. so about ninety thousand to get a book out it's you know people think books cheap yet no no books are expensive to make man um and i just i've never hit that goal yet but mm. you know it's really nice to have that byline you know um you know, by uh, Lee Z is kind of how I go. Oh, Lee uh, Zamiras. Yeah. Okay, I think I've seen your work before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you're the guy that uh, I think I've seen a couple of your books at Safeway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, got a deal. Well, um, with the Safeway chains, they uh-huh. said they would stock uh, two hardcovers. Um, huh. Well, that's kind of weird. I thought you were just. I thought it was like a local thing here. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I went down to the, the, you know, Steve, I know Steve, the manager Uh huh. and, uh, you're just visiting though for a, for a day, but you know, well, for the week, man, um, you already already got your books in Safeway in a week. Yeah. Well, it's kind of what I'm doing now is just kind of going from town to town. And, uh, I try to drop off a book or two here, Mm -hmm. um, try to make it pay for my travels. Hmm. Uh, most people aren't buying enough to really pay for the gas, but it's cool, you know. And really, people are getting to see my graphic design. Yeah. Um, and I've got mock-ups uh, for my books in case they do win, you know, like the Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got mock-ups for a new cover change in case we do win. Um, I've also got a couple mock-ups for my books if they get adapted. You know, um, I'm trying to get them optioned right now. Um, you know, but if Brad Pitt wants to be in the adaptation, I've done a mock-up for that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm just throwing this out there and, uh, you know, just putting out good vibes. You know, if you put out good vibes, good things happen. And that's what I'm trying to do with my Oscars. You know, I put out good vibes and I tell people, I'm like, look, I'll do a redesign for your movie. We're putting out good vibes that you are going to win the Oscar. And, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of doing the same thing for my books, just putting out good vibes, you know, you know, like Colin Hanks, I want yeah. him in my movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm doing a, or like the adaptation of my book. Uh, so I'm kind of doing a redesign, you know, like that photo cover sort of thing, you know? So what's the Brad Pitt movie you're talking about? Uh, so the Brad Pitt movie, uh, that's an adaptation of my book, uh, The Darkest Heart in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really just kind of like... A modern neo-noir and like you know there's just crime and it's kind of hard-boiled guy um, kind of fighting crime at comic cons and it's about uh, well you know you're I don't want to do a spoiler alert but in the end you find out that he's the killer that he is the darkest heart why would he why would he give out the spoiler oh well I said spoiler so people you know you know, listening, they won't, though they can turn it off. So, uh, you guys can turn it back on now. Uh, spoiler is over. How, um, oh man, how, uh, you didn't give, well, I don't know. I kind of worried about you because you say spoiler alert and then you say it right away and then you say you can listen again. How is, I don't understand how that works. Well, you can like kind of look at the peaks. 
don't know if you're an audio dude, um, but you can look at peaks and you when the, the you can come back now. Um, well, it's, oh shoot, I just did it. But when you say you can come back now, you, that those peaks, uh-huh. uh, if you're looking at them, it has a very unique signature. And people people who who worry about spoilers can see that you can come back now, and uh, they come back when they see those peaks when it says come back now. Don't you have to listen to this on like a audio editing software to see that? Uh, probably, but most people who care about it. Also, SoundCloud, I think, sometimes uh, has peaks in it. So, you know, huh. if you're listening on those platforms, you're, you you care about spoilers. People who listen to, you know, the iTunes, Stitcher, they don't care about spoilers. Huh. Well, I... You know, people don't care, like, at the end of the village that, uh, you know, it's modern times. <sighs> you know. supposed to say spoiler alert. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Uh, spoiler in the village... <laughs> It's uh. You already said it. Don't you have to say it again? <laughs> oh, oh man! Uh, uh. It's modern times. You can come back now. <sighs> yeah. Um. And then you said Colin Hanks is another project you're working on. Yeah. Well, no, Colin Hanks is another option for the the darkest heart in Hollywood. That's between him or Brad Pitt. Yeah. Well, what? actually, basically, most leading males I've done redesigns with, and most leading males in Hollywood, there's probably a version of my book cover with them on it, mm-hmm. just in case. You know, I'm just kind of photoshopping, you know, because it's not actually a still frame from the movie because hey, it hasn't been made yet, right? Uh, but, you know, just putting the good vibes out there, you know. Uh, if Simon Pegg wants to do it, I'm cool with that. You know, Paul Rubens, you know, Paul Rubens, mm-hmm. you know, Pee Wee Herman. Uh-huh. I'm cool with that. You know, uh-huh. if he wants to, if he wants to be that neo-noir detective, I'm just putting good vibes out. If anyone wants to do it, we're, uh, I'm, I'm willing, you know, so just kind of throwing it out there. So it's basically, it's a Brad Pitt to Colin Hanks to Simon Pegg to Paul Rubens type actor you're looking for? Yeah. Somewhere in there, wow. you know, just somewhere in there. Huh. And uh, is that it then? Is there any other actors in this movie that you're thinking of? Or um, just... Maybe Idris Elba. Who? Idris Elba. And who's that? Uh, he's like Britain's like, he's like, he plays Luther. He's like Britain's only black actor, man. Hmm. And he's kind of tired of it. And so he's like doing his adaptations of his British shows yeah. in America and playing the same role with an American accent. So he's really trying to break out. Oh, okay. But, um, but so, he would fit this too then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at him for the lead of The Darkest Heart in Hollywood. Um, yeah. So really it's not, you don't even have like a look in mind for this actor. It's just well, basically, then? Or, I mean, even the personalities aren't even similar. Basically anyone who's interested in doing it, I'm Could, cool with it. Is it limited to just male actors or can female i mean no i mean eva mendez i've got one with her i've got um uh amy schumer maybe her uh maybe amy puller you know i've i've done redesigns with all of these you know male female you know whatever are you looking for a comedy actor then no not necessarily huh why do you say comedy actor well the last uh well, I guess two female. Right. Eva Mendes or, doesn't do comedy, man. I think she's tried to. How is she? Uh, you have to assume that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But th- at least Amy Poehler and Yeah, I guess she's funny Schumer. sometimes. I think she's done comedy. Schumer? Uh-huh. I don't know if I've seen anything with her in it, actually, but I've just heard she's a name in Hollywood. Okay. So I was like, boom, redesign. Yeah. Actually, I was just starting with A's. 
um, I, you know, going down the list. And so those were just the first two I picked. Okay. Um, I kind of IMDb actresses and then just kind of redesign my cover off of that as the inspiration. So you must have like thousands of covers then. Yeah, I've got a lot of them. A lot of them. Just this one story. Yeah. Huh. That, so how many stories do you have then? Uh, just this one book. Oh, okay. But to date, I probably have at least 1,500 different covers. Wow. So you just, how do you do well, it? Well, I'm trying to kickstart it, man. Uh-huh. I'm trying to kickstart it to, you know, pay for it. Um, it just hasn't happened yet, you know, and so we just keep relaunching um, and trying to get there. So that's basically a dollar per cover design then, because you said it's 15000 for the cover. Yep. Yep. Artist design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. So how No, is it? it's more like, it's more than a dollar, man, because that's, you well, know, 1500 I, I fifteen grand. Yeah. No, you said fifteen. Oh, you said fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand. Fifteen hundred. Oh, well, that's not as right. much then. Yeah, yeah. I'm so trying to pay myself a fair wage here, man. So ten dollars. Yeah. So how long does it take you per cover? Um. Well, sometimes I get distracted when I start watching movies that they're in. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, like the Amy Poehler thing. I actually started Thirty Rock when I saw her name and then i realized she wasn't in it man mm-hmm. but that she was just friends with tina fey mm-hmm. and uh but that was like a good oh my goodness like 78 hours um but sometimes it's just their movies and because i, I want to get a feel for the actor to see if they're right for the role <laughs> so what makes it right what makes somebody right for this role because you listed a lot of names well that they have an imdb credit mostly that's it yeah, but I want to watch just to make sure. And I'm like, yep, they were in it. This IMDb credit did not lie. So basically, you're watching TV. You see an actor. You see if they're on IMDb. You take a picture of a screen capture of what you're watching. Yeah, I got to get the right screen cap. That's oh. why I have to watch their entire work their entire uh, work catalog. So is it just a certain smile you're looking for? Or what are you looking for? Um. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a grimace. It depends which page I'm trying to capture. Um, and that's why I do multiple mock-ups for each actor sometimes. I'm like, is this page 25 uh, neo-noir detective or is this uh, page 98? Is this page 562? Is there a lot of... Is this page 1005? You know, it's just there's a lot of different looks you want to get. So you got to watch their entire catalog, you know? This is a 1,000-page book. Um... Yeah, yeah. It actually clocks in at uh, twelve hundred and two pages of regular font, or is this big font? Or uh, no, I actually had to shrink the font. I found it was cheaper to print the book if the font was smaller. Wow. So, do you know how many words this thing is then? Uh, I stopped counting, man. Like, I the words only serve the story. Same as the cover, man. This cover's got to serve the story. Huh? Yeah. Do you know what? We've been talking about a lot of things that haven't gotten published. There is one thing that I did publish, man. Um, I did the redesigns um, for the Star Wars movies. The, uh, how long have you been doing this? Which Well, which ones? Are the, the ones from the late 90s, early 2000s? Or the uh, I did special edition. Um, did all those. And uh, then all the Blu-ray editions, the DVD, DVD re-release, um, all of them, man. And they actually used them, man. Huh. Um, that's probably the most hate mail I've ever gotten to. How do they know you made it? 
Um, well, I put my name on it. You know, I'm all about putting my names on the things, you know, just uh, Lee Z. Um, uh, if you go to any of the boxes of any of the releases of the past, you know, since 1998, mm-hmm. you'll see my name on them. Huh. Lee Z. Go check it out. On the cover. On the cover. I'm, are you the only one in this industry that does this? Uh, yeah, because I'm pretty much the only one who views this as art, man. You know, like artists sign their paintings. Why shouldn't slipcover guys, you know, sign their things? Well, okay, so I'm just looking at the... Oh, sweet. Yeah, you got it right there, man. Yeah, so... Okay, so this is the uh, 2008 Blu-ray DVD combo. I redesigned it, um, and uh, you'll see my name's right there. Where? Right there on Vader's mask, man. So you you wrote it on his mask. Yeah. Doesn't that kind of mess with the character a little bit? Well, you can't really see it. You can't see it, but it's there. It's there, yeah. It's like super, super tiny. It's a tiny font. I like tiny fonts. And uh, so, yeah, you probably need a pretty good microscope to see it, but it's there, man. Okay. Like it's kind of right there in that that glare where the lightsaber is reflecting on his eyeball. So it's in the glare part. Yeah, kind of. Mostly shadow, actually. So what color is the print then? Black. It's right there on Vader's mask. It's in the black ink, really tiny font. Uh, it's about 0.02 font size. Wow. Okay. So basically nobody can see it. Um, well, actually, there was a printing issue. Actually, most printers can't print that fine of uh, things, but it's there. It, it, you know, if I sent you the uh, the uh, you know the uh, Illustrator file, you'll see it. So, what size is the font? Point zero two. Which is what, like a pixel? Is that, I mean, how much can you fit in that? You can f- fit a lot, man. Oh, your phone's ringing. Uh, yeah, but. Oh, sweet man. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, Who's not, calling you? Oh, it's personal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, I, I thought this like you know you bury. So I've been bearing my soul about my work, man. Yeah, but like, was this a work call? No, it's personal call. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll talk about my personal stuff if you you know if you want to. Well, if you want to, but you know, I I don't I don't even know who you are really because you know, uh, dude, I'm Lee Z. I designed like Star Wars covers. I've designed all the uh, all the uh, you know the nominees uh, in case they won all those mm. slip covers. Um, yeah, you know me. Well, I I mean, I'm talking to you, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you just told me what you do for work. I don't really right. know who you are. Well, I'm Lee Z, man. I know I know your name, but I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you you say that your name's printed on here and the font's so small that printers can't print it. And I'm supposed to, I mean, I'm supposed to believe that? Yeah. Uh, well, I... And, and and what and why are you here again? Well, I'm here because you're talking about movies. Oh. Also, okay, real quick question. Uh huh. When I walked in, did you did your heart flutter? Where you're like, oh my goodness, this is a celebrity encounter. Like I'm meeting the Lee Z. No, I. Most uh, people can't pronounce my last name. Well, I was a little nervous because you basically broke into the studio. Uh. And dude, the door was open. Just because it's. I mean, I just took a crowbar to it, and now it's open. Yeah, open doesn't mean you're invited. Oh. I mean, it, it's broken, not open. Oh, okay. So, uh, I... Oh, man. I. So, you're saying I'm not welcome here? I'm saying you broke the door. 
Oh, so shoot. This is the Paramount video thing all over again. Uh, shoot. Well, I, I feel real bad, man. Like, I thought this is. Could oh. you at least help pay for the repairs? Well, um, my books aren't selling very well, but when I get, when my Kickstarter comes in, I've got some back wages. Um, maybe I'll send you, maybe I'll send you some stuff and I feel real awkward now. Um, it, it's going to cost probably more than $75. Uh, yeah. Well, when my Kickstarter for my book comes out and the, uh, you know, Colin Hanks or Paul Rubens or Amy Schumer, whenever they uh, kind of sign on for my movie, um, I'll, I'll be sending you a check, but, uh, yeah, I should I should go, man. I oh, this is awkward. Did, could you at least leave something? Hey, David, who was that? Who is that dude? Hey. Uh the door is broken. Yeah, I just found out. I, I thought somehow I thought you knew this guy or I mean he came in here and said he heard about the podcast and uh, I I didn't just find out until a few minutes ago that he actually broke the door again. I thought you just left it unlocked or something what was he doing here he, i'm so sorry it took me so long to get back well i i thought it was something you arranged or I, I had no idea who no he said he designed um covers for movies like dvd covers for the winners but then he kind of changed the story to me just made covers in general so i don't know what's going on so he did designs for winners man that's well i mean he, that's cool how did he find out about this uh, about this like, podcast or yeah well he said he went to the little store and and then the guy there said that there, we do a podcast on movies but oh shoot i was telling gary about the podcast earlier today huh why would he do that well i mean i'm just trying to get the word out about the podcast and so i just figured like i was like hey you should listen i'm doing a podcast um you know we talk about a lot of things movies books vit games whatever and uh so yeah huh yeah, I guess whatever you told him, he thought it was a movie podcast. Weird. So. Well, shoot, it's really late, and I, I really wanted to get into like how celebrity affected your late teen years. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll have to do that next time. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's an important topics. So. Yeah. Well, shoot. Um, well, cool. Any final thoughts on celebrity? Like, I don't know. Oh, I, I never met Mark Hamill. So. Never met Mark Hamill. I was gonna ask. Yeah. So you never met Mark Hamill. Did no. you follow him like when he did the whole Joker thing? Uh, like that could be another Batman? podcast. Okay. The answer is yes. The, <laughs> the answer is yes. Is <laughs> so we could get into that if you want. But we maybe we should it. do a podcast on animated shows because I really want to talk about animated shows at some okay. point. I have a limited window, but a strong opinion about it. So. Sure, and I I do too. But yeah, I want to talk about it because I yeah I kind of went through the flux of of animated things anyways that's cool well thank you so much david this has been a lot of fun um i wish i didn't have to step out this time but uh man i'm sorry about that dude um i hope i'm sorry about the door i mean i guess do i were you guys recording when that happened uh, i well you're the one controlling everything so i i, I just started talking to the guy huh. so I'll, I'll have to check and see if we're recording okay well, anyways thank you so much for listening this has been luke takia and uh topia colon no luke takia <laughs> Luke talkie, David. All right. This has been great. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Luke Talkie is part of the Luke Topia Network. Check out our other podcast, Luke Topia, an improv podcast on the iTunes podcast store. We also have sketch comedy talk show called Hindsight. Check it all out. LukeTopiaComedy.com. You can follow me, Luke, at Luke Zwan on Twitter.